this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. How are we doing? Let's check in. Let's check in. How are you? Are you eating well? Are you feeding yourself? Are you drinking enough water? Are you you taking some deep breaths? Yeah. Are you sleeping? Are you you moving your body? Are you wearing clean underwear? Put in some dry shampoo. Go put on some clean underwear. It really, like, that's like, that is a, like, self-care hack that we don't Mm. see enough. Yeah. Change your underwear. Change your underwear. It makes you feel like you care about yourself. Maybe... (laughs) I don't know why my mind went here. Like maybe just throw out. Maybe just go commando, aren't you? No, I was not. Even though I do go commando when I wear leggings. is like maybe you need to throw out and buy some new underwear. Okay. So on this topic, I'm so glad you brought this up. Thank you. I recently was, I've been in the market for new underwear, which if you guys remember back from Girls Gone Wad days, there was a brief moment where we had this like subscription underwear box sponsor Mm. called, wait for it. No, huh? That was Thinks was like after that. It was and oh, Thinks was yes, like the original I name know. of Nix. Yes, Nix. Okay, and Nix and now then, is like this huge brand. It is called Me Undies. No, no, that's they not it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is gonna drive me crazy because I'm wearing them right now. If I could take them off, I would. I'd be able to see them. Um, love my skivvies. Yes, love my skivvies. Okay, and it was a super cute, and they're still around. Super cute, like subscription underwear. Bun, you know, package, and they to this day are my by far favorite underwear. I have tried so many other types of underwear, and this type of underwear is by far my favorite. It just like it's nice and like it's not high rise, but it's also not like a bikini rise. Like it's a nice kind of low mid rise pair of underwear. It's synthetic, which I know everyone's like, you got to wear cotton underwear. I don't really find that to be true if I like am otherwise a hygienic human, and you know, not prone to other health issues down there. They're just like. I have like a pretty big butt and they are, have very good coverage. They have panty lines, guys. I don't care about that. Zero percent do I care if people know whether or not I'm wearing underwear. I posted about that recently on our Instagram stories and someone was like, and I get this, but someone was like, I see it as like, why would I wear a shirt with a wrinkle down the front? Why would I wear like underwear that gives me VPL? Like because a shirt with a wrinkle down the front says my shirt was crumpled up on the floor. VPL yeah. says I'm wearing underwear. Right. Exactly. Whatever. I also am not going to judge you if you have a wrinkly shirt. But the moral of the story is that I have, even though I love these underwear, they're $15 per pair, which to me feels expensive. And again, they have like a super long light. Like the ones that we got from her and from this, you know, the, the gal we worked with. The Love My Skivvies. Mm-hmm. That had to have been five years ago, right? Yeah, it was a long time ago. I, I remember that now. Because they still those. have their underwear and they sent some socks some one yeah. time that I always wear when I run. Yeah. Right. So anyway, the point of the story is I was, I've been like trying to keep myself from buying more $15 per pair underwear, even though I love it and even though it lasts long and even though I just need to just do it. So I bought some from Parade. Mm-hmm. And I hate them. What is Parade? Yeah, I'm, you will know their ads when you see them. They're like, it's like the hot new, like trendy underwear company. Okay. So I asked for recommendations for underwear and everyone was like, you have to try Parade. So I tried them and I hated them. Oh no. I know. And they're not that expensive. They're like seven to 10 bucks a pair. 
Sure. But I was just really disappointed because I had high hopes. I'm glad we're talking about this because when we first started talking about underwear, I thought back to the days when I was always going to Victoria's Secret for my underwear and it was like a really big deal. And it was just like, I mean, when I say back in the day, like I probably haven't shopped Victoria's Secret I don't know, like maybe early 30s. I honestly cannot remember when the last time I went to Victoria's Secret to like buy underwear and like sit there and pick out all the underwear and, you know, whatever. Right, and like go through the bins. Yes, and go through the bins and pick out the style. And, and there was a time when I wore their bras. And so, man, I had some padding in those bras in my yes, 20s. I oh was like gosh. obsessed with the padded bras. So Who wasn't much, obsessed with the padded bras? And like so much padding, and it's like the jig is up, Joy. Like you just don't have boobs. I know. The, like so much padding that like you barely didn't even you hardly even needed like shoulder straps. They just stood up completely on their own. Yeah, and then there was a time when I was just I don't know maybe I was feeling myself, and it's not a bad thing, but I I just went braless for a very good period of my twenties. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah. And so I specifically remember going on dates where I'm like, I didn't even wear a bra. And yeah, anyway, I'm glad we're talking about this because it makes me kind of reminisce for the days when I would like really put effort into like buying myself nice underwear. And really at the time, like that to me was a splurge because I didn't have a lot of money. So going there was like an event. It was a, you know, thinking of this is kind of silly, but thinking of Casper and like rituals of like how that meant something to me to be able to go to Victoria's Secret and buy myself some underwear. And that was like the thing you did. Like that's the place you bought underwear. And like, as you get older, and of course, like we got underwear through Love My Skivvies. And I've, you know, probably tried some underwear here and there from just Target. I think uh, Champion had really awesome underwear that was like super breathable for athletes. But I haven't really found a brand that I'm super jazzed about. Because again, it used to be Victoria's Secret. That was it. That's right. all we had. It, right. You didn't really have. It was like no. Victoria's Secret or those like four packs. Right. Or of, Costco like, or, you know. Yeah. yeah. And like, seriously, no shame if that's what you wear. I'm just saying like, that's yeah, what I that's was. That's not what I find comfortable. Right. That's not what I find comfortable. And so I'm just kind of thinking now, I'm like, I really, if someone has like, maybe I just need to go back to Victoria's Secret. I don't know. The owner I seems like really a douche, like, but... <laughs> I know. I used to really like Gap Body. Oh, yeah. Gap Body. But I just like, yeah, there's something about going into a Gap Body and like rifling through those like those clear plastic bins. Yeah. And when I can't do that, I'm like, it's not, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy shopping online at Gap Body. It's not an experience I like. Oh, okay. So anyway... Wait, you do you do or don't like going? I don't through? like going online. I got, there was something about like... But you like, do like going on the bin, in the which bins. Which is weird because typically yeah. that is not how... You don't like shopping. I know. I was like, right. you don't like to do that. So I you don't like thrift, like, stru- thrift I stores. I only like to do that when it comes to underwear for like like three for 12 underwear. Right. <laughs> yeah. So like my latest purchase was probably a six pack from Target of some either Fruit of Loom or right, just whatever like other brands. Yeah. And I, I went online and I read the reviews. I'm like, I just need something really fast to pick up. And it's okay. I mean, it's going to do the job, but I'm kind of like, maybe I just need to do some type of revamp where we, we need to find do, a good brand. Yeah, we just need to like test. We need to do like a blind fit test. Yeah. So I'm, I'm open to the fact that maybe if I had tried the high rise parachute that I would have liked them, but I got like the hip bikini cut or whatever. And maybe I just am like, you. I've gotten used to a high rise without realizing it because I also still wear most of the underwear that I got when I was pregnant with Evie. And so it's like a size larger. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm just like used to, I don't know. 
So anyway, I just got it. It's very particular and everyone's going to write in with 20 different answers. So we're probably. So that's the other thing. And this, I found this out when I was asking for recommendations for a mattress back Mm. in like November is that when it comes to things like this that are very subjective, certain people love something about run brand with that is the exact thing that somebody else hates about that brand. You know, someone right. would be like, I love that this brand is all cotton. And someone else would be like, I don't like cotton underwear. And so, yeah. you know, or whatever the case may be, like, I love that this brand is like, so high rise. And the next person would be like, I hate high rise underwear. Like there's this one brand called like Noma or Numa or Nurma. I'm Soma. Soma. Mm-hmm. Soma. And S-O-M-A. Yeah. Yeah. And it has this like, um, non-slip, they have a style that has this like non-slip seam on the top that has that like kind of gummy. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, and so many people were like, you have to try this. It's amazing. Like it's no, it's like no VPL, which v- VPL stands for visible panty line. In case you guys are like, Claire, what does that mean? Stop saying it. It's like no VPL because it's like completely flat, no seams. And the way they get away with that is because they have these little like gummy thing on the bottom. So it doesn't like curl. Are you following? Yeah, I'm and following. I'm following. Yeah. I hate it. Those little like gummy things. No, I don't think that that sounds really uncomfortable. So uncomfortable, like sticky and like your body has to like not curve in exactly the spots that it's exactly. not Exactly. And everybody is so, so different. different. So when you find one that you kind of like, and actually right. I did, I found the ones at Target. I'll have to look and see what brand it is. I'm like, those actually are okay. But I did buy a pack six months ago or whatever and just where the little seam is digs into my hips and it's so uncomfortable by the end of the day I'm just like I'm just like fudging with my underwear trying to get it to where it doesn't cut into my hip it's so annoying so just you just never know and it could probably would would fit beautifully on someone else well in case you're still with us after 10 minutes talking about (laughs) underwear (laughs) underwear makers have a tough job they They have a tough job i don't even remember how we started talking about this something about i don't know what we were talking about or changing your underwear yeah 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 go change your underwear Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all right so we have a little bit more catching up to do this week after having a couple guests and then last week having a lot of like current events that we needed to process thank you guys so much for all of the thoughtful comments that you guys gave us around last week's episode when it came to gun control when it came to talking about vaccines one thing that i did kind of want to clarify a little bit about the vaccine conversation is that i am i personally am still very pro vaccine and as am i we're both very pro vaccine i work at the vaccine clinics every single week totally they're great um, you reposted on our Instagram stories this Adam Grant tweet that I think really sums it up. That's like shaming people for having questions is not the answer. The answer. What did he say? I'm going to I want to quote it. Yeah, because go ahead and quote it, it. He said it so well. And he, it was really nice because he actually went back and edited, edited it because edited. he's like, I realized that I stated it in a way that didn't make a lot of sense. So he went back and right. Edited, so it says edited. When people are afraid of vaccines, shaming backfires. A more effective option. I understand your fear. My read of the data is that the risks of COVID, both in frequency and severity, far outweigh the vaccine risks. This is our best shot at protecting you and ending the pandemic. It's like, yeah, that says it so beautifully. And I so think that, that sums it up. It's like, I'm, I, but I, but I think in summary from last week's episode, like the shaming backfires was sort mm. of my not light bulb moment because I feel like I understand that shaming backfires, but more so my light bulb moment was like, there are people out there with legitimate questions that are not just based on like misinformation and like QAnon. Right. Just true fears. True fears and like mm-hmm. that are legit and that, you know, require the like are worth worth being explored and worth being asked and i needed to challenge my own assumptions and my own 
bias around, you know, my knee-jerk reaction to people not wanting to get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And then we got some really interesting voice memos about people's different experiences with COVID around the world. We're going to compile all of those. So again, if you want to let us know what it was like if you're from... We got one from Belgium. We got one from California. We got one from Canada. So keep them coming. Yeah. Them so coming. especially if you're from somewhere outside of the US or if you're from a part of the US that you feel like mm-hmm. handled it in an exceptional way or you are a part of a population... Or even just a small town or a big yeah. town or whatever kind of community that you're in... What has it been like for you? We'd love to hear it. So you can record a voice memo and then just email it right to us. Make sure that you're recording in a small, quiet space if you can. Sitting in your car when you're not your driving car, is great. that's not on. Yeah. It's hard if your car is on. We can like hear the, the background, the background noise yeah. of you driving. Yeah. Audio 101. Okay. Yes. Send it to us. I want to read some emails that are very long overdue. But again, we read every single email. And thank you for just taking the time out of your lives to share with us because it means a lot. One of the first emails that I want to read was sent to us early in March. And it's from one of our favorite listeners, Mira. And she just wanted to let us know that she got a teaching job in Austria a couple of weeks ago. So end of February, she got this new job. And she said, I'll be back in the mountains again and closer to home. Attached is the little celebration I had after I I accepted the offer. Thanks for your love and support. I can't can't wait to listen to you guys from my new country. And so she sent a little cute little video of her popping a bottle of champagne. And it's adorable. So I just wanted to say congratulations, Mira. And we'd love to hear how it's going because I'm sure you've started it by now. And I know that there are a lot of listeners out there who are job hunting right now uh, yeah. in general. And so I feel like we're just sending you guys a lot of support a and lot a of lot support. of stress relief as much as you can as much as you can accept mm-hmm. throughout that process. I know how hard it is to find a new job and I can't imagine how crazy it would have been to look for a new job in a different country. Yeah, for sure. All right. And the next email is from Hannah. This is a email about commenting on bodies. So we're going to be all over the place with these emails, but I just really wanted to get to them. Hi, Joy and Claire. I've been listening since the GGW days. Thanks for always keeping it real. We've all been through it in the past year, but I've been thinking about Joy's recent diagnosis of Graves' disease, especially the comments she's received regarding her body, health, and medical decisions. You see, I am the sole mother figure of a child with sick cystic fibrosis. He's all boy all the time. So we don't have to listen to many of the comments about weight or body issues. However, after listening to other women, females in the CrossFit community, many people feel the need to comment on their weight or changes in their physical appearance. While gaining weight for people with chronic illnesses, such as cystic fibrosis is a good thing. A lot of people suffer from body dysmorphia from the constant weight gains and losses. I cannot speak for them, but from what I understand, it makes them feel like shit to have their body constantly comment commented on when they do not feel like themselves. I guess my thought is that can we please stop (laughs) commenting on physical appearances? Every person is so much more than that. Let's celebrate everything that makes people people. It's greatness that there is so much more of us than just appearance. So let's just eat the damn bread. Love you all. Thanks for all you do, Hannah. Always just a good reminder to not comment on people's bodies. Say that you're doing great. You're just doing great. I'm happy you're doing great. I love your shoes. Don't have to say... If you have to find something, like if it's, you know, if you have to find something to comment on, comment on their necklace. 
that I really love that necklace. It really is. It's so you. I just think there's so many more things. And even if it's just like a quick interaction, you know, that's what I hear a lot. I was like, well, if, if I just see someone for a second, like what else am I supposed to talk about? I don't know. Get creative. You really can't think of anything else to talk about. But like, if you want to comment on their appearance, pick something other than their weight. I love that lipstick color on you. I love that you know, those earrings are so your personality. Like we have a lot of unlearning to do around that. But the thing that I want to challenge us all, I'm saying this to myself is when we have the instant reaction to comment on someone's body, it's really more about us and our insecurities than it is about making, giving someone a compliment. I think there's a little bit rooted in that is when you're thinking immediately about someone's body. I think it's because we're always thinking about our own bodies. So it's like, so then we also need to stop thinking about our bodies all the time. Let's just stop thinking about bodies. Go just walk outside, get some fresh air and go back in and change your underwear again. Change your underwear one more time. That is really just the episode. (laughs) The solution to anything in life is to change your underwear. (sighs) Okay, this is from our awesome Ty, which I always want to think of clueless, um, who sent the amazing song, the uh, only the Christmas song uh, back. I don't know. It was like right around Christmas time. She said I played that song and she said, I know I'd mention it that one of my goals was to upload my music to streaming sites. So she finally did it. And I'm going to post this in the show notes and the show notes for we got a question of like where you find the show notes. It's just in the if you look at the episode and you expand the episode details wherever you're listening, it'll be there along with the transcript. So uh, she said, thanks for listening to my crazy Christmas song and being supportive as heck and being podcast friends. I'm donating all my music proceeds this year to a local Pittsburgh NPO that offers safe housing for our trans community. I wanted to share music and thank you for your awesome podcast. It always brings me joy and makes me laugh. Ty. So I'm going to post her music uh, and then we'll also share this link in our stories this week when we release the episode. So thank you, Ty. And congratulations. She's one heck of a musician. And show notes is pretty much just like the lingo that means episode description. Episode description. This is from Lisa. Hi, Joy and Claire. Greetings from Melbourne, Australia. I want to say Melbourne, Australia. Did I say it all right? (laughs) Is my accent good? I'm a longtime (laughs) listener and so many times about so many different issues have wanted to email, but then life happens and the email never eventuates. I feel like the recent shooting in Boulder has been the catalyst to finally reach out. I'm born and bred Australian, but I lived, worked, and studied abroad for many years of my adult life. I'm a massive fan of the USA and spent a college abroad semester in Buffalo, New York, and also traveled across the country. The one thing I can never get my head around is gun ownership in America. The first time I saw guns for sale in a store, I was shocked and horrified. I was 19 years old and couldn't grasp the idea of walking into a regular store and buying a gun. The Columbine shooting happened when I was studying in Buffalo. I have vivid memories of being glued to the TV in my dorm room, watching it all play out live on CNN. I struggle to piece together the incredible people that I have met and advancements that I have seen in the U.S. with the gun culture and inability to recognize that gun control is a good thing. I'm thinking of you both at this difficult time and just want to say thank you for helping me through the past 12 months. Your voices of reason, normalizing of therapy, and constant 90s references keep me going. Sending hugs, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. Okay, two more. I want to follow up on an episode that we did or we mentioned BMI and COVID. And I will also post this resource because I think it's a really good article. Alicia said, thank you so much for speaking intelligently about COVID and BMI. The media just keeps hammering that obesity is a huge risk factor when that's just not true. 
you referenced the data for H1N1, but I think you said you didn't have the exact data on COVID and BMI. So I'm going to post it. It's from Christy Harrington, who's an amazing resource. If you don't know her podcast, please listen to it. And she's also also the author of Anti-Diet. So I'm going to post that. Okay, last one is from Deborah. Hello, Joy and Claire. I just finished listening to your latest episode and Joy's brief review, Joy's brief review of that podcast episode interview with Fraser. Fraser, <laughs> I am in that obese category and to hear that comment saying that obese people are unhealthy. It sent me in that thought process of being labeled as fat and lazy and that thought process of process of that you're fat because it's your fault for not having enough willpower. I've been in the obese category for most of my life and I'm just overhearing this BS. There's so much more involved as to why someone could be overweight, such as hormones, food politics, genetics, mental health conditions, physical health conditions, socio socioeconomic status, etc. The list goes on. So to say that I'm fat because I have no willpower is BS. Personally, I work full-time, full-time college student, do the gym thing five to six days a week that has high intensity workouts. I battle against my ADD when it comes to nutrition. That also comes with anxiety about, am I eating too much? Why is this weight not falling off? What is it that I'm not doing enough of? I nourish myself to do strongman workouts, so I'm going to eat more than average person because of this. Last time I checked, food is pretty damn tasty. So to hear that being fat is my fault when I'm doing all I can to make myself healthier, however that looks, is utter BS. Thinness does not equate to happiness. BMI doesn't define health. It's an indicator of body mass on an individual. It is not a social construct that belittles people over their size. Thanks for reading my impromptu TED talk. <laughs> Thank you so much, Deborah. Thank you guys for your emails. Reminder that you can always send us an email. This is Joy and Claire at gmail.com. All right, now we get to answer your questions. Woohoo. So we just asked on Instagram for some questions from you guys. And as always, you delivered. So we are going to dive right in. I know you hate it when people say that. Kind of like how I hate it when people say that Christmas is right around the corner. Mm -hmm. But I'm doing it anyway. It's fine. Okay. Do you have one you want to start with? Or do you, should we just go? No, you can go ahead. Oh, we've been getting a lot of questions about Cadet. Whenever you post mm, the stories yeah. about her, it was her first birthday this past weekend. Happy birthday, Cadet. Or not birthday. Well, it was it her wasn't her birthday. It was the day we, yeah, That's right, our her anniversary. Her birthday was a couple months ago. Yeah. Your um, anniversary The way that we Cadet. picked her up. Mm -hmm. I can't believe it's already, first of all, I don't know if I can't believe it's already been a year or that I can't believe it's only been a year. I feel the same way. I There's have days no where I'm like, time. I have no concept of time. I can't believe it's been a year, but it kind of feels like it's been a year. So we got Cadet a year ago yesterday. She is doing great. She's an amazing dog. She goes to advanced training. I'm guessing we don't have an exact date yet. CCI, that's Canine Companions for Independence. They will give us the date of when we're turning her back in so that she can go to advanced training. So that will probably be August, September, maybe October. We'll see. Uh, it's going to be really hard. I will just reiterate, she's not going to be our dog if she graduates. So I'm not training her to be another therapy, therapy service dog like JT. Um, she will go off to be a service dog for someone in need or a facility dog, which would be what JT was. Um, if she does not pass the advanced training, then she is, they call it released to be a, a pet and that she would live with Scott and I as a pet for her, the remainder of her life. So um, it's very mixed feelings because to give her back is going to be very, very difficult. She's such a part of our family. 
She has such a funny personality. Like JT's just like the chillest, sweetest. She just kind of like walks around. He's just like a chill dog. She has such a funny personality that like, I can't describe it unless you have a dog with a funny personality that to have her absence is going to be really hard for us. But it's the mixed feelings of everyone I talk to who's been puppy raising is like, you know, you see the graduate and how it helps them and how we were on the receiving that as well. No matter how we slice it, it's just going to be hard. We're going to have a lot of emotions when we turn her in. But yeah, she'll so she'll be with us until August, September, possibly October. And also for the record, because we get this question every once in a while, if people are new, we don't know what JT stands for. JT no. came with his name. Yeah, JT was named every litter in CCI. So they breed their dogs. They all the all the, their breeding is internal. With CCI, they pick their breeder dog, so Cadet could potentially become a breeder dog. She's not yet uh, spayed. But even if she was a breeder dog, she would live in California. Anytime a litter is born, the CCI people go by letters. So it's the A litter, the B litter, the C litter, and so it goes in order and it just keeps recycling. So JT was in a J litter, so every dog's name starts with a J, and we do not know what JT stands for. They call it the breeder caretaker. That's the people who take care of the dogs when they're having the babies, uh, gets to pick all the names. Sometimes donors will pay for naming a CCI dog, which is what cadet is actually donor named. Um, so her name is cadet for a West Point graduate. Yeah, it's a pretty cool thing that they do. But yeah, so cadet was from the C litter. All of her siblings start with the letter C. That's so cute. But we don't know. We don't know what JT stands for. Yeah, we should do that. We should. How much does it cost to, to name a dog? We should do that. I don't know. I need to look and see how much. But that would be really cool. Two. You we can do- name them Joy and Claire. Joy and Claire. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to wait for a J litter and a C litter. Yeah, we'll just well, donate. Yeah. Okay. How do we start wearing pants again? This person wants to know. Oh, well, I've been wearing pants since the beginning, so I'll defer this to you. (laughs) I don't know, guys. I really don't know. Um, I did have to wear pants Um, a couple of weeks ago. I had to go to the office for a meeting, and I had to wear pants, and I came home and was like, get these off. Why am I wearing these? Yeah. Do you ever have, like, a very fitful undressing, almost, like, manic undressing when you come home? You're like, "Ah, why? Yeah. There's times when I just, like get this off me and I just rip my clothes off really fast kind of like I need to be free almost like yes. a baby who's like you know how Laura Ligos er- oh posts gosh. every day yes, her little new baby swaddle. newborn oh undoes the swaddle and he like stretches out it's like that's how it feels you just kind of like get free from your clothes <laughs> yeah it's like you don't ski but you've been skiing right oh or, yeah yeah like taking off yeah. your ski boots at the end of the oh, day oh undoing the hook is like yeah <gasps> That or is the best like, feeling. If you've ever been on like a super long hike and you take off your boots when you get back to the car and it's oh, like. So. Yes. Yeah. So the, yeah. the moral of the story is, I don't know, buy some stretchier pants. I will also say I recently, um, this isn't somebody who listens to the podcast, but some uh, person who I knew when I was younger was recently posting about some COVID weight gain and how it's frustrating that her pants don't fit anymore. And we did an episode about this last year. Uh, called shame pants Mm, mm -hmm. and i would just encourage you guys to if your pants that you used to wear before covid don't fit anymore just go buy new pants just go buy new pants don't hold on to your old pants because you might fit back into them one day those are that's what shame pants are just go buy new pants go to poshmark i don't know if you guys ever use poshmark i'm obsessed with it you can get a ton of really nice stuff for way less expensive than what you buy it from the store. So if you're like, well, I don't want to just have to buy a bunch of new clothes. They're so expensive. Go on Poshmark, find yourself a couple pairs of nice pants that are the next size up or two sizes up or whatever you need and just let go of the shame. Let go. You are still a wonderful human. 
buy pants that fit. And you know what I think about too is how long I hold on to clothes sometimes. I'll underestimate how long I've had something and I'll be like, I've had this for 10 years. I can like let this go. Even though it may fit okay, if it's just like I don't love it, it's that Marie Kondo. Maybe we all need to do that again. Just yeah, get rid of I found, all our stuff. I recently found a tub of clothes or like it was like in the bottom of a tub that had some other stuff. And it was like a pair, a couple pairs of these low, I mean now low rise, probably like mid rise. Do you remember when the, those like bright colored J. Crew jeans, skinny jeans were super in? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had like these bright, almost pink red ones, some green ones, a pair of like Robin's egg blue. I was like, why do I? And they were like a size two. It's like, why do I own these? Did these ever fit me? Have I ever been a size two? I don't think so. But like, why do I still have them? Mm-hmm. What's the most interesting thing you've ever purchased clothing, clothing wise or something that you kind of like remember purchasing? I mean, I used to buy the craziest stuff that I held on to, even though it didn't fit that well. I would always buy it because I thought it was like, you know, I, the JLo denim jumpsuit. I mean, it wasn't super comfortable. It was a little bit high in the crotch. So I was like, always had a wedgie when I wore it. One time, I don't think I ever actually wore this anywhere, but there used to be, no, it's still there. There's this store on Pearl Street called The Ritz and it's on East Pearl. It's actually on Walnut and it's a costume store, but they also sell, like you can rent these super elaborate costumes, but they also sell a lot of costumes and they also sell a lot of these like, just like kind of crazy clothes. Mm -hmm. And when I was in college, you guys may or may not remember that I had fake boobs for like five years. So I had these fake boobs and I went to the Ritz and I bought this super elaborate beaded bra that had these like dangly beads all over it. Like it was so cool. And I don't like I literally don't think I ever even wore it anywhere, but I just I needed to own it. But you should have. Yeah. It was. (laughs) That sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm like, that's definitely the craziest thing I've ever bought. Yeah. The JLo denim jumpsuit. I mean, Scott Parrish has really made me appreciate fit how important fit is. I don't care how good the price is. I don't care how awesome the piece of clothing is. If it doesn't fit you well, don't buy it because you're not going to wear it. And I used to do that all the time. I will say my most proud purchase was when I was so dirt poor in grad school and we'd always go to Boulder and go shopping at the um, Urban Outfitters because they didn't have one down near us. So we'd always go to Urban Outfitters uh, in Boulder and we'd walk around Boulder. This was like our thing to do. And I found the most amazing, awesome bomber with like a fur hood for $5 on sale. And I thought, I mean, I wore that thing to the ground. I probably just barely tossed it like five years ago. That's amazing. It's so fun to find things like that. I'd love to see like what people have found, like treasures that are super cheap. But like the thing is you have to wear it. You have to wear it. Right. Really remind people because we're probably going to get questions why you took your boobs out. Oh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I I didn't have like, I mean, I know that a lot of people... Uh, especially lately, it's become more in the news, people having like autoimmune reactions or like unexplainable kind of illnesses that they end up getting their implants taken out and those resolve. I didn't have anything like that. I don't know if I would have ever developed anything like that. But more than anything, I just they were uncomfortable for me. They weren't painful. I didn't have any like scar tissue or encapsulation or anything like that. I just um, didn't like having big boobs as much as I thought I was going to. So that's the end of that story. Period. The end. Period. The end. I can give a quick health update update. Okay, I'll give a quick health update. So it's been, let's see, November is when I was diagnosed. I've been working with my naturopath for five months, almost six months now, which is my treatment plan is six months long. 
And I don't want to jinx it, but I'm pretty sure when I get my blood work this week, because I'm going to get an update on my blood work, that it will be very close to normal. The reason I say that is I am feeling almost no symptoms of Graves' disease anymore. I mean, truly, truly no symptoms. I've gained the weight back that I lost. I'm feeling stronger. I'm able to do light workouts without, you know, I'm not doing anything crazy still, but I am feeling so good that all I'm doing right now with my naturopath is hydrotherapy. If you have a hydrotherapy practitioner in your area, I think she said there's one in Boulder. She's like, there's really not many in Colorado, but there is one in Boulder. Um, I don't know the name, but if you are looking for a naturopath in the, it's in Arvada, but if even if you live in Denver, I don't care where you live, you I would drive miles to see her. It's Clear Creek Natural Medicine in Arvada. Um, it's Dr. Cook and Dr. Lensgrav and their partners. And so they are both amazing. And I would highly, highly recommend if you have any struggles, health struggles to just give them a call. They do a free discovery call just to kind of find out if they can help you. And they're not going to take you on as a patient if they can't help you. It is out of pocket, really expensive. I spent most of my savings for this treatment. And that was a personal decision that I was able to do because I'd had a lot of savings. And I really was nervous doing that at the beginning, just money wise, I was really nervous about spending that much money thinking like, is this going to help? And just looking back months later, I can sit, I can like very confidently say that, I mean, I would pay more money. (laughs) I would pay more money for how much she's helped me. And I don't regret one cent of that investment in my health. So if you're kind of thinking about going that route for naturopathic medicine, you know, I think cost is a thing we don't talk about. And I think it's just really hard, especially in the US, like this is not paid for by our insurance plans. Bottom line, feeling great. I'm excited to get my blood work so I can kind of confirm what I'm feeling. But I also wanted to say like, if you do find someone who can do hydrotherapy just for anything, it's an amazing, amazing benefit to your health. So hydrotherapy is not a colonic. I know that's what it sounds like, but I even tried to Google it in the area for Denver just because I wanted to see like how many practitioners were out there and there's just not many. So if you have one in your area, consider yourself lucky. It's amazing. And then the last thing I wanted to say about that, just advice for people, you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nutritionist, you know, all the all the disclaimers, but I just feel like having the lesson of not doing intense exercise for the last six months has been really eye-opening of how much better I feel. Really just reconsider if you're beating yourself up every day in workouts or trying to, you know, just kill yourself with the heart rate that you may want to step back and kind of reevaluate because I just feel like that, especially women, it can really do us a lot of harm with all the stress that you know we're carrying on top of everything else. And so I'm going to have Dr. Cook, my naturopath, I'm going to ask her after all of this, all of my treatment plan is said and done, I'm going to ask her to be on the show because I really want her to have the expert voice and talking about what I went through specifically. And I'm totally fine with her sharing everything that I have done with her. So look for that. But that's how I'm doing. Almost better. How did you <laughs> find how did you find your naturopath in the first place? So I was lucky enough that I have a friend, I have a coworker who was seeing her and I I had known about her for years because my coworker talked about her all the time. And so when I got diagnosed, I was like, I was freaking out. And I said, Hey, can you give me her name again? I know you're seeing her. She's like, Oh, yeah. So I just called her, I scheduled, a, they call it a discovery call, which is basically like a intro call that they don't want to schedule an appointment with you if they, if they can't help your diagnosis. And so she's like, Yep, I've helped plenty of women with this. And so we went from there. And it was just like, bam, bam, bam. If someone's I almost can't for, believe it. I know that like, for you, this ended up being almost like a shockingly straightforward process to work with her. But 
So it's not like you had to shop around. No, right. If, if someone is looking for a naturopathic practitioner in their area, do you have anything that you would recommend looking for or even just like credentials or? Where well, I would say a doctor of naturopathic medicine. So I, I would make sure that they have a doctorate in naturopathic medicine. Um, there's a lot of like certificates and coaches and that type of credential that I just, I think for my, maybe it's helpful for some Like issues, if you're dealing with a true diagnosis. Yeah. I just like feel an like actual an actual doctor, doctor of naturopathic medicine where they went to med school, they got the, they have the, you know, all the education, um, the years of education, like it'll say in their bio where they went to school and you can even Google the school that they went to and make sure that it's legit. So yeah, luck, that's a good question because luckily I didn't have to do any research and I had, I, I mean, I looked at her Google reviews online which were all amazing. Um, not that I didn't trust my coworker, but I was just, you know, at a place where I'm like, okay, do I really want to spend this much money? You know, it's kind of, I freak out over spending a lot of money and this was a lot of money. And so I was just like, that was probably the hardest part for me. And Scott, you know, was like, you do you, whatever you feel like you want to do. That's it's when we had that discussion about the money piece. But anyway, so feeling great. I truly feel like I'm almost back to normal. And that is something that I probably would. Right. Something that three months months ago I would have been, yeah, would have been like, you're Mm -hmm. crazy. This is not going to go away that fast. And even when she told me that it was a six month treatment plan, I was like, wow, it doesn't seem like that long. Her confidence in the body healing itself is like unbelievable. Every time I'd leave in tears thinking I was going to be like, you know, doomed with this forever. She would always give me that confidence of like, the body's amazing, Joy. It's amazing. It can heal so fast. Like everything's just so amazing. (laughs) And so it's just like, okay, I trust you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'd be great to have her on too because I know we've gotten a lot of questions from people who are like, I had Graves or I yeah. had Hashimoto's or I had something and I did zap my thyroid and I didn't know any, you know, I, right. and I now didn't know what I, what I didn't know, but like now what? Yeah. Or even like I did know what I didn't know and zapping my thyroid was still the best choice. Exactly. But, but still now what? Right, right. Okay. And she is just a wealth of information. Totally. So I'm, I'd be really happy to have her on. Yeah. Okay. Um, Is 44 too old to dye your hair purple or blue? Absolutely what? not. In fact, I would say the older you get, the more appropriate it is. Yeah. I feel I like mean, it's like a bell curve and like an inverse. What's the, what's the opposite of a bell curve? Uh, somebody who knows math is yelling. Somebody <laughs> who knows math, yell it. <laughs> I wish we could hear. I know. Um, it's like the amount of inappropriateness for dyeing your hair starting at like age 13 is zero. And then it peaks like peak inappropriate is like maybe 30. And then it starts mm-hmm. going back down the other direction. And by the time you're in like your 60s, it doesn't matter. So in 44, you're like, you're headed back down the other yeah. side of the inappropriate curve. It is becoming more appropriate every day. I am all for it as someone who had her hair pink just last year. And to be Please. clear, I also don't think it's inappropriate for 30 year olds, but I'd- yeah. <laughs> um, okay. How is Claire's dog search going? Guys, I'm going to leave you with a cliffhanger on this one that watch our Instagram this weekend. Oh, yours or your personal one or ours? My dog search, Claire's dog search, because on my personal- No, no, personal no, I mean like our, your your personal account or the Joy and Claire? Both, it'll be on okay. both, don't okay. worry. Okay. I, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, so on, on my personal, I think I did this on my personal Instagram, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, because you didn't do it didn't on ours. Didn't do it on Joy yeah. and Claire. On my personal Instagram, I had, I've been asking people for any leads or recommendations. We, we, finally decided that the time has come to get a dog. Miles and Evie just love all animal and love dogs so, so much. And I'll tell a little bit more of the story maybe next week about our previous dog and what happened and keep an eye on our stories. It's going to be exciting. What is the best sparkling water? I, it kind of depends. 
I mean, you guys know I'm in like a huge Ourobora phase right now. Yeah, Ourobora is so good. So good. A U R A B O R A. It's so good. It's so good. And oh, they've so been good. getting a lot more distribution. Like you can get them at like 7-Eleven in some places now. Oh, wow. Yeah. The lavender one is my favorite. I also like the cactus rose one a lot. The watermelon peppermint and the basil whatever <sighs> ones are not I mean, all those flavor combos are just amazing. I don't like the peppermint one, but I don't like, pe- you guys you don't like, like I don't mint. like mint flavored things yeah. unless I'm brushing my teeth. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Colorado real estate. Where are the affordable options? LOL. They <laughs> LOL. LOL. Uh, the Eastern Plains. Have I don't fun. know. It's hard. Honestly, it the is most, so hard. Truly the most affordable area in the Front Range, which we've explained this before, but the Front Range is what we refer to like anything in between Fort Collins and Colorado Springs um, along like the right along the I-25 corridor, which basically runs north to south right along the mountains. Mm-hmm. So like it's kind of the best of both worlds because it's it's like a the very kind of metro part of the of the state where you can drive into the mountains but you aren't like living in the mountains where it's like isolated and cold and then you're not in the plains where it's just like windy and cows so the front windy range and windy and cows the most affordable place to live in the front range right now is pretty much Longmont which is where I live <laughs> but even still um you're gonna have a hard time finding a single family home for like under four hundred thousand the farther the closer you get to Fort Collins especially on the east side of I-25. Anything on the east side of I-25 is going to be a little bit less expensive. And then pretty much the farther away you get from Denver, north and south, of course, it gets cheaper. But then also Colorado Springs gets expensive again. It's tough. Living in Colorado is not cheap. It's so tough. It's really not cheap. And um, Scott and I were, you know, everyone always looks around on Zillow. You guys are always looking around on Zillow. The, yeah, that the, yeah we're always looking at houses. Them. We've been looking for houses for like 10 years, but yeah. the SNL skit is so funny about With like, Dan Levy. you know, she's, yeah. <laughs> and, um, Dan Levy? Did I get that right? Dan Levy? I always get it wrong because there's a Dan Levy comedian and a Dan Levy who's the Shit's Creek guy. Dan anyway, Levy, okay. Yeah, and so um, the... Yeah, so on Zillow, we're always just looking like around a, and we're like... Yeah. Well, one that was like a phone all, sex commercial, but they're actually looking yeah, at Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I do that all the time. And I... Like, you guys at least, like, are like, yeah, we... If we, like, found the right spot, we'd move. I'm like, we're not going anywhere, but I still look at Zillow all the time. Yeah, and uh, we actually went to an open house last weekend for this awesome house in Golden. But (laughs) the funny thing is, there's so little houses on the market that houses are gone within a day. It is insane. Minutes. 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 And I saw a news report about houses in the United States and most of the, you know, more expensive areas in the listing price, you know how you see a listing price and you're like, well, actually I could probably offer whatever below that. She's like now, right now, listing prices are the starting point. So everyone's overbidding. It is truly a seller's market. And I'm just like, it's crazy. So we're not going anywhere because there's no houses for sale, but it's just fun to kind of like look around, but there's so little on the market, but good luck because it's expensive. I know, but like it's doable, you know. I it's think doable, but it's just like it's so hard right now because nothing's for sale. It is. It's tough, and it's and like living in Colorado is is not cheap, but we love it. I think we think it's worth it. <laughs> Obviously, we love we it. Okay, Obviously, let's do one more question, and then we'll get to the rest of your guys' questions on the later podcast. Thank you so much for sending in questions. We always love them and always read them, and end up mostly getting to all of them eventually. Eventually. Okay, so I'm going to ask this one because it's going to let us give like a plug for our new the meals that we've been been trying. Yes. Okay, so the question is, who does most of the cooking in both of your homes, and what are your go to weekly meals? At my house, Brandon and I split the cooking pretty pretty much fifty fifty. I do a I would say I do a little bit more meal planning. Than 
than he does. But I think that's more because I just have a lot more experience with like planning out recipes. Um, But we both love cooking. Brandon really loves like barbecuing. He loves smoking meats. I really love, you know, pretty much all kinds of cooking. We make the majority of our stuff from scratch and we love it. But that's, we're kind of, I don't think we're, I wouldn't say we're unique, but I appreciate that like that's not everyone. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't like truly find joy in cooking and therefore they're not like, like every night, every time I get to try a new recipe, I get like really excited. If I'm yeah. going to like make something brand new and I'm going to make it from scratch, like that stuff really fires me up. And joy is not that way. But nope. I will just quickly what my favorite go-to meals are right now. We've been making unbelievable amounts of enchiladas. Oh, that's We're awesome. in an amazing enchilada phase and here is the secret. Goat cheese in the enchilada, not on top, but inside. It like gives us this little creaminess to it and enchiladas are the best leftovers they're so good so we put like dice up some green peppers some onion do some spinach mushrooms if you want corn if you want and some chicken put that in your little tortilla with some goat cheese you know build your enchiladas out we use green hatch chili sauce put some cheese on top bake that up until the sauce is bubbling so good that's my biggest go-to right now yay and then as far as the meals, do we want to pimp the meals that yeah, we've been? Yeah, and so why don't you talk about what you eat more of? Because I feel like that's going to segue a little better into like, and. Well, I mean, honestly, my diet has been so random because of my no dairy thing. So I'm just like making the same things all over again because I it's just like easy for me. So we ma- we still make, well, especially now because it's been warmer. So we've been like grilling burgers. I've been super obsessed. I don't know why I just bought like buying a bag of potatoes, making potatoes in like 50 different ways. Uh, potatoes are diet- one of the best. They're the best. Sassy there. Dietitian has really good um, recipes that I follow. And I'm just like, oh, that's a good idea um, about seasoning and anyway oh and also the salt gypsy i always follow her tips as well hello to you both but uh yeah so we've been made we always make simple stuff we don't follow recipes we like throw protein starch vegetables like that we just throw stuff together but we've also been scott's been doing a lot of meal delivery as well just from a local place because he was having an issue with not eating breakfast or lunch like he would just get so he's kind of like you where he would just like put his head down for the day and be like, oh, it's afternoon. I haven't eaten anything. And so he got a meal delivery from just a local person that does meals. And he's been doing really well with that. We recently were approached by a company and I want to give full disclosure just about like we're not being paid by them, but we are getting meals. And I want to share this with you guys because I do really like this meal delivery that we've been working with. Yeah. So it's called Eat to Evolve. And I really, their meals are really good. Um, Like the options are really interesting. I like that they have a lot of variety, but the thing that I actually like the most about them is that you can get snacks. Yes. And I've never seen a meal delivery company that offers that before. Like they have like, you can get little like banana banana muffin what do they call banana bread like protein balls you can mm-hmm. get like i don't know if they're protein but like the little muffin balls you can get yep. like just a bag of nuts like the little bites yeah, yeah you can get like you know things that are more so packaged to be truly a snack and mm-hmm. i love that because and breakfast options breakfast options like and i love that because like it totally fills in the gaps and you can then truly use it as like a more of a more of a stand-in for grocery shopping rather than like doing a full food buy and then also getting right. these meals delivered and also yep. the snack options are really good as kids meals so we highly recommend them check them out eat to evolve if you guys want to try them we have an affiliate link that we will share in our instagram stories and we've been sharing it pretty regularly um and then our discount code is joy claire 15 so just joy claire 15 and um as you guys know we used to work with another meal delivery company that we talked about for years and they unfortunately went out of business so um this is our go-to now and yeah i'm really like check it, it out yeah yeah check it out 
All right. Send us your emails. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. We want to hear underwear recommendations. We still want to hear what COVID has been like, where you're living. What else? Questions, topics, what's on your mind, how we can support you. If you're looking for a job, maybe we can just like help get the word out. (laughs) Seriously. If you guys, let's turn this, we can turn like the end of our podcast into a job board. Oh, I have a job board. If you're in Denver, the Denver area, my naturopath is actually looking for someone who can do hydrotherapy. You don't have to have any medical experience. You just need to be a good, reliable person. She can teach you how to do hydrotherapy. Um, It's a pretty simple thing, but she- And it doesn't involve people's colons. No, it does not. You just, you're literally laying hot and cold towels every 10 minutes on the person and you let them relax. Like you're not sitting with them. Anyway, she needs a hydrotherapy tech, someone to just do this for her because her and her partner are so busy and she just wants someone else to be doing this. Um, so she can be focusing on other things. So she is actively looking and you just contact Clear Creek Natural Medicine if you want to get a job doing hydrotherapy, which is it's a great treatment. And it's if, awesome. If you're looking for a job in a specific area, at a specific location, a specific field, let us know. Yes. Shoot us a note and we can next week be like, hey, we have someone yeah. in Denver looking for a sales job in whatever. You know, just let yep. us know. You never know. It never hurts to put yourself out there, get some connections. Oh man, connections are the best. Connections are the only, like and they're the, the only, only way to way. get a job. And you know what I've found too, like just getting the ball of energy moving, like things start to happen. It's crazy. It's totally. crazy. Yeah, All right, guys. So we will be that for you. Yes. Well, thank you for joining us for another week, and we will talk to you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.